when I watched your team uh, in Dallas, I saw the West Ham match and the final. It was, uh, you know, that's one of the things I think that stood out is their reaction under pressure. Is that something that is a, a trademark of, of your teachings? Um, I'd like to think so. Um, you know, we, the way that we play here in Seattle, I think it reflects the, the environment we have here. Is You know, we try and play with a high tempo. Um, we do try and move the ball quickly. It, it suits our style. It suits our city. It suits our climate. Um, but of course, if you look at, at, at you know the top levels of the game, that's you know that's the, way, that's the way the game is. Is that you know that technical execution under pressure and, and and the sharpness of that. And sometimes I think as coaches we can make a mistake by saying you know talking about speed of play because clever players also slow the game down too and um, know when to find a, a rhythm of the game. So it's important that we don't stress that that's always just hundred mile an hour soccer because um, that doesn't work either. Um, but certainly, yes, we, we know that at the top top levels of the game, our players need to have real proficiency under pressure in tight spaces. And um, But at the same time, perhaps even more importantly, be able to understand the game and what it needs at the time. The, the thing I notice about the results down there, and I didn't see all these matches, but again, when you look at the results, it's impressive. Uh, a victory over uh, Flamengo, uh, the uh, I believe the defending champions, the uh, River Plate, they're two or three-time champions. Uh, West Ham, uh, that match I did say, see, I think it was 4-0 at the half, if I'm not mistaken, and then the uh, the victory over Valencia in the final. So you're really going up against, and West Ham has an excellent reputation on the academy level, so you're really going up against these, um, what people would term powerhouses. So what... How has uh, how has your club been able to uh, advance here? I suppose we maybe we start from the from the beginning of your arrival in '14. How, how has this been able to progress? It's it's all about players. Um, you know, I think you know we, we we try and provide an environment for players with the coaching, with education, with all of the work that we have going on behind the scenes here, and that sort of stems back to that period because you know I've been quite fortunate here and that we've. Um, up the resources um, in terms of recruitment, like I mentioned, education, sports performance, medical. And it's been a lot of work from a, a lot of different people. And this sort of class, if you like, they, you know, we had a good year last year at the GA Cup. The 2001 large, largely 2001 group won the premier level of that. And um, we've also had some really rich experiences winning the national championship last year. A number of those players were on that group. Um, and we've travelled overseas and, and played in tournaments. And, and so when we come against up against some of these sort of storied names that we see regularly and are in awe of, we realise pretty quickly that, you know what, guys, we're just as good as them and we can do it. And so it, it's almost been instilling the belief in the players that, yeah, that, you know, these are great clubs and they've, you know, got these sort of long list of wonderful players that they've developed, but why can't that be us? Um, it really sounds like the... In all of these events. Yeah, and, and it really sounds like the refrain of the young players that you talk to on the U.S. national team, the senior team, and how they... Um, some of them have said that their experience in watching uh, past teams is that they seem to play in fear or in almost too much respect, whether it was how they were coached or how they played. So what you're saying uh, seems to you know, be parallel to, to what the young players on that level are thinking. 
Yeah, what was really interesting about GA Cup last week was obviously there's lots of good teams, and you know we, we did play you know particularly well against West Ham and had a real period of where we were quite devastating in front of goal. But the other games were were one nil, um, Flamengo, um, River, and Valencia were all last minute winners. And in each of those games, you know, we, we were as good as them. Um, but, you know, genuinely could have gone either way. So I think there was a, even more so, there was a certain belief and, um, that we've over time tried to instill in these players and, and a real resilience and, and durability about them too. And I'd like to think that although, you know, we have our brand of, of play, which we're proud of, and I think was evident, but at the same time, you know, we, we stick to the reality of the game. And certain games, the Flamengo game, for example, they were they were, they were so superior physically. That, you know, we really struggled with with, with the Bills. We, we kept trying, we kept playing, but we had to find different ways against Flamengo to to achieve the objective, which was to get through. And um, while we have our um, sort of theories on the game and, and practical application to it, there's also the the reality that when you're in that uh, arena, that you have to adjust and adapt and. I think that's been a strength of our of our academy program and our players. I had a brief chat with Garth Lagerway. I think it was during your West Ham match, and that's where I discovered at Lagerway the uh, uh, the general manager and president uh, of the Seattle Sounders, the first team. And that that is when I learned that the five of the players in the game I'm watching, uh, the West Ham game, were signed to USL contracts. I had heard about uh, Danny Leva, uh, now with the first team, and. Uh, to me, it was interesting. Lagerway uh, made some headlines not too long ago, and he said that Seattle's not really able to spend big money on big DPs, and and it caused a little uh, unrest, I think, among the supporters. But you look towards the academy and the homegrowns, and it seems obvious that maybe that's the way you're going to build. Is is that what we read into this? Uh, I think it's both. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's, there's a meeting of you know the top internationals throughout the world that the club is constantly looking at. And hopefully, top youth um, players. I think to be a, a long-term success in MLS, you, you, you need both. Um, and I'm, you know, very obviously very happy to, to to play my part and our part in the academy's role with that. And on the one hand, you know, we we want to produce players that are in our first team squad. But you know, part of my ambition and and the ambition of the staff and everyone else is is to produce our own designated players. If they can do it in Munich and Barcelona and Manchester, why, why can't we do it in Seattle is, is our attitude. So I, I, think we can, I think we can achieve both within the, you know, the framework of MLS. How about the scouting side of it? I, I look at, so Danny Leva we mentioned, I think he's from Las Vegas. Uh, then uh, Alfonso uh, Ocampo Chavez, I mean, he really stood out with, with some of the goals he scored. Uh, at the GA Cup, and and he's a California guy. So tell us a little bit about your scouting network. And Leva's only 15, so I'm curious how he moves from home and how that all works out for him in your area. Yeah, so, you know, the the network is something that we've developed over time. Um, I think I still feel like it's the the next frontier for us in the U.S. I'm convinced that every day that passes, we, we miss players. And somewhere under our noses, and again, some of that's a question of resources. I was, um, I've been very lucky. I've travelled, and I was in, in, in recently. I was visiting Aston Villa, and you know, they had 32 local scouts. 
Whereas most MLS academies may be lucky to have one, one or maybe two. Um, so that's something that we've invested in that we think is very important. Um, the um, you know the, the, the Danny Laver story is an interesting one. We we provide homestays for the players. We have ten to twelve families, ten to twelve beds, so to speak. Um, we want the core of the academy to be from Seattle, and we've maintained that. I think it's eighty three percent are still within the greater Seattle region but we also know that by adding talent from out of town adds to the quality raises the standards and it's, you know it's a very good um part of our sort of diversity too when we saw danny laver and we were very choosy about these players he was a wonderful player of course but it was the way he conducted himself he helped in the snack bar he helped coach his kids and the, the other kids in his club the young players and we just knew from like a human perspective he was he was a top draw character. What is the academic situation for him? If he's living with a family, is he simply inserted into the school system in, in that district? Yeah, he does a little bit of both. Um, we have a head of education here that takes care of the school in needs for these young players because we have 10 to 12 of them now that are regularly uh, in first team and USL training in the mornings. Um and so uh, each player is different. They all have different needs. We have some players that might struggle with some basic schooling, whereas others are heading to Harvard. So, you know, it's important that it's individualized. So there's a combination of online classes, running start program, which is, I think, unique to Washington in terms of college placement clashes. Um, some do a hybrid with um, with some regular schooling in the afternoon, um, so it depends on the person. You know, Danny, for example, does very well at school and uh, is able to work independently for the most part. And um, he has a combination of uh, one or two classes at school and one or two classes um, online with the program here. You said that scouting is the next frontier uh, in America. I'm sure you're referring to the academy level, the, the professional level. And, and yes, sometimes uh, there are forces that, you know, are into play, whether they're financial or how you how you uh, outfit your group. But w- if you just took scouting in general, and let's say you had all the money you needed to make it happen, what what would you foresee? Uh, you, you say we're missing out on players, so what do we do? Yeah, it's it's probably, and I think over time it will be down to the, the clubs um, to have you know departments. And it can mean different things. It's not, you know, it's not saying that that um, you have all of these full-time positions, but it's about it's about building that scouting network. And it can be part-time people. It can be people in the clubs and in the communities, forging those relationships. And that's that's what we've tried to do. Um, but certainly, I think there needs to be a bigger and better plan for scouting, and that essentially boils down to resources. Um, we are able now to watch a lot of games on video, so that makes it somewhat easier. So I wonder in the future if video scouting will become more prominent. I wonder if clubs will start to hire video scouts. That would be an interesting idea, in my opinion. How many players actually played up with the U-17s that were in Texas, and how does that play into your philosophy? We've been very aggressive with that. Um, you know, Danny Labour, for example, is still playing up at under 17. Um, we took an 05 and an 04 to, to Dallas. 
Um, we have done that now, you know, for, for six of those players that, were, that played in the final, that was their third GA Cup. You know, they'd been we'd been taking them as under as under fifteens uh, a few years ago, and um, it's 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 it, 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 it's almost at the point now we've we've not actually made it systematic where we say three guys have to always play up, um, which is is a consideration, but it's actually more than that when you look at it. I I think like if you looked at our club in the last three years and DA matches, it's probably us and New York City FC. Somebody did some stats on it. Um, that, that play up the most players. And we heard from both of those 